and this is Lulu Ology. Obviously, today the podcast is a part one of two, part two dropping next week. Um, and it's a tipsy talk with Lunga. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited to have y'all back to our most vulnerable state. Um, we are speaking about our teens and this particular one we speak about lessons we've learned between our teens and today <laughs> and the biggest lessons we've taken from this year and friendship and romance and for next week's episode we're going to be talking about sexuality finances um dreams and other such things but yeah i'm super super excited to have y'all there is no real trigger warning for this in particular um you know uh we're speaking about real experiences so we do maybe speak about a little bit of fatphobia um and also just our aversion to romance <laughs> so yeah Yeah, okay. On a Sunday evening. It's your girl Lulu. And welcome back to Lulu Ology. Today, today we're having a little bit of a tipsy talk. Tipsy talk. And you know who I'm always with on the tipsy talk? Mm. Introduce yourself. Introduce myself. So you always introduce me. Okay, guys, this is Lunga, mm-hmm. my friend of nine years. Mm-hmm. Good friends, all from the same hometown. OMG, OMG, OMG. Yeah, that's me. OMG. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, my girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone knows you. (laughs) At this point, if they don't know me, you've been skipping episodes and you should really not do that. Anyway. uh, Unless you see part one or part two. I feel like you can skip some hair. No, don't skip episodes. (laughs) Like I said, listen to all of it. All of it. You're either all in or you're just not. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's how it is. You're monogamous. (laughs) (laughs) good question am i monogamous we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it Mm -hmm. um so today's tipsy talk is sponsored no it's not but you know what if you'd like (laughs) to sponsor me by constantia (laughs) don't read the glass now (laughs) constantia (laughs) um we're having a rosé rosé anything from constantia kind of bangs Kinda is not the word you should be using. It does bang. But Shaw, today we're gonna to be talking about our twenties. Twenties. What we've learned what in we've our twenties. I mean, we're only twenty-one. Yeah, we're only twenty-one. I'm only a baby. I'm only a baby. <laughs> Why well, am I doing ad libs? Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I wish you could hear. She's so cute. She's like swaying. I'm going. I'm only a baby. <laughs> but you know, we're only babies. But a lot has changed from when we were 18 or when we were 19 when I started this podcast. Yeah, a lot has changed. We're different people. Very, very we're different, different people. people. Yeah. I'm very different. 
Um, OVO, YOLO, YMCMB. Don't ever do that again. Don't take those words, take those acronyms out of your vocab quickly. And, you know, we're, we're in a similar part in our lives, but in such different parts of our lives as well. 100%. 100%. So, this feels like such a good range to have in terms of speaking about our 20s and what we've learned in our 20s and what we're learning from our 20s. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Like, mm, oh Lord. Um. Get into it, yeah. You know. So, starting with, what is something you feel that you've that has really changed in the past year since you turned twenty one? What has changed? Yeah. What's something you've learned? What has changed? Since my perspective 21? on a lot of things has changed because my perspective before was based on theory more than it was on experiences and this year i had a a lot of not a lot of experience but i have enough experience that that changed a lot of things for me like a lot of my perspectives on certain things yeah Mm -hmm. you wow like what has changed since i've turned 21 my idea of self, my contextualization oh. ah. of self, um, really, really, my relationships with other people, mm-hmm. a lot has changed in mm-hmm. that in that particular um, in that particular group. Um, but I feel like the biggest thing that has changed is just like this thing of uh, I I was so I was so I had everything planned out. Yes. I have this vision board and I've I've had this vision board from when I was in grade ten. Um and up until this year I had followed everything almost to a T. Mm-hmm. And this year just took me out left field. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, so what do you feel was the biggest lesson you've learned? This year. This year. Yo. I've had a lot of I didn't think there was there was a biggest. There was just a lot of little lessons that just feel like complimented. Yeah, like an amalgamation. <laughs> amalgamation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I've had a lot of lessons this year, honestly. Tiny, tiny. Tiny, very tiny lessons. Oh, uh, what do they say? Uh, a a beaky beaky mark buyer. A picky picky mark buyer. So like a small lesson here, a small lesson here. It makes a lot today. Yeah, it makes a lot. Small, small, small makes many. What can I... What? There's many, so I don't want to waffle on. No, I talk. But um, let me think of one. Um, Listen. Listen. No, you answer. Then okay. I just like okay, so. piggyback off of you on. <laughs> it's easier. Um, you know, when you're in uh, a humanities class and they say, uh, just to... um. Just to carry on what you just said, just a <laughs> somersault off your, pre- just a trapeze off your previous answer. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, I feel like my biggest lesson this year has been that, as I said earlier, like I had everything planned out. It's just that nothing, things go according to plan, small things, but you're alive. You can't plan it out to a T. 
you can't plan your life out to a T. And that for me was so scary because I've always been a big planner. Mm-hmm. I think people always thought like, oh, she's so spontaneous. Like, mm-hmm. Spontaneous <laughs> my ass. <laughs> she's so spontaneous. Like, I will take someone like, hey, do you want to go out? Knowing that I've been planning it for like weeks before. <laughs> but they're more spontaneous than me, so they're going to be keen. But like, mm-hmm. um, I've always been that person who has their life planned out to a T. Mm. And you know how much I plan out my life to the point where I don't go out without planning. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. And the most recent example of me going somewhere without planning it was when um, Ruby Gale <laughs> invited me out to 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 armchair. karaoke armchair yeah. at armchair, and it was so difficult for me to make that decision because I had I hadn't planned out what were the pros, what were the cons. Yes. Um, what was going to happen, what was the plan. And it's wild to me that even that small kind of decision for me is always planned out. So the biggest lesson I've learned this year is that I can't plan out my life to a T. As much as I try, I can't. And also that like you can't... Okay, I feel like I'm going to speak about this one in the, the, the section particularly about relationships. Let me stop. Yeah. What about you? Okay, just to trapeze off. <laughs> um, trying to be present and trying to live my life without too much plan. The same way you're a planner is the same way I'm a planner. But the difference between you and I is like, actually, there's a lot of difference. But we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> That's another thirsty talk. Um, yeah, just planning things out. And realizing that there's just some things you can't plan. Yeah. And there's some things you just have to... You have to go with it. You just have to go with the flow. Because yeah. planning really does... You miss out on, on a lot when you plan too much of your life. You miss out on a lot. This reminds me... I think the best way to summarize this lesson is that life is for the living. Yes, life is life for Life is for the living. And for too long, we haven't been the living. No. We, we've watched life pass us by and be like oh no life is passing us by mm. like poor us mm. why don't we get to experience anything yeah, yeah. like oh and you know as much as I think about it that like you know safety and financial and all those things obviously play a part but like life is for the living mm. and for too long we weren't part of the living mm. we were just watching people live and being like when is it going to be us? our turn to live when is it going to be our to turn to experience those things and, you know i mean yo there's a lot actually and now we're here and mm. we've been actively working to be part of the living yeah it's difficult very especially if you're not like um you know blessed with so much social capital that you know but it's it's life is for the living and i think my biggest example that life is for the living you know i do everything for the fun of it but you know every now and again a cute picture comes out of it Mm -hmm. and now i go back and i look at my instagram Mm -hmm. and i'm like i didn't have an instagram for a long long time anyway my instagram is lulu underscore indawa um but um i didn't have an instagram for a long time and i finally got an instagram last year and now I look at it and I'm like, it feels like a digital diary mm-hmm. of all the things I yeah. do and all the fun I have and looking at it and seeing the experiences and remembering each day and what each day was like. My Finsta has like 50 posts, but you know, like life is for the living and that's what I've learned. 
this year that life is for the living and when you're not blessed with social capital and 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 you can't just like show up and people are like yeah you're part of the living mm -hmm. you have to claw your way into being considered one of the living actually and living so mm -hmm. yeah uh, i think the biggest thing i've learned this year is that life is for the living yeah hey yeah the fact that we were actively like we were we weren't being passive in our lives we we're being very active this year and as like although we didn't do what we set out to do what we had intended yeah um there's still a lot of experience yo there's still a lot of experiences and like i feel like because we didn't we didn't do what we intended to do sometimes we like just like sort of shrug off the experiences we had but when we look back we're like whoa what the fuck what the hell um yeah but yeah i think we had planned out this year Lung and i had planned out planned this year it to out. i'm gonna tell you now none of that shit has happened none of it <laughs> literally none of it but we've had such amazing experiences we have had We've had fucking great experience. Even the great, worst yeah. things that have happened to us because we were Are together. fucking hilarious. It was like, oh wow, that's funny as fuck. And that's the thing, you know. And now, like, just just a segue into <laughs> you know, you know, friendships in your twenties. Oh, friendships in your twenties. Making friends is got difficult. Yo, making friends, making people you. You connect with people who you think are decent human beings, people who you want to be around, people you want to chill with. And the oh. thing is, no matter how much you think you are making friends or you're getting to know someone or you're vetting someone, yeah. you know, people lie. You know, I said this in the past episode that people lie, people act, people pretend mm -hmm. and people scheme and they act like people they're not yeah. for the social benefits of being around, around you. you. And... That's been, like, the biggest thing this year, that, like, being able... Like, what has made my life easier or feel a little bit easier is having someone I know I can trust in my corner. Mm. Mm. Having someone I have no fear would put me first in a situation where I need it to be to put be first. first. And that's and been the, the, the problem with friendships in, in our 20s. Yeah. People are already friends with their friends. They are people they knew from... High school, especially in Cape Town. Like hearing that. What oh. which high school did you go to? Yeah. We're school. Like it's 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 so interesting to hear how people relate in Cape Town, right? Yeah. But also knowing that you don't fit into that that circle hey. of, of relating, because like people are going like, oh, I went to Cedar, I went to Westerfield, <laughs> I went to San Susi. Like shut the f sorry. I went to Weinberg Girls, I went to Weinberg Boys. And I'm just like, where the fuck is Weinberg Girls? I mean, it's probably in Weinberg. But like, where's Weinberg? At this point, you know. Like near Plumstead. Yeah, but that was before I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Before I knew. Fortunately, I know this is amazing. You know, um, against my own will. Against our own. We know a lot of things against our own will. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Town. you know, it's making friends in your... And you know what? I've always wanted a very large community. Hmm. And now I'm settling That's for funny. a very good community. That's so funny. I no longer want a large community. I want a good community. I want people who hold me and love me mm -hmm. and care about me. Mm -hmm. And I want people who think, and this is the most ridiculous part, but I want my friends to think I'm pretty. I want my friends to That's think I'm beautiful. Ridiculous. 
considering the amount of people that befriend others and say things like well and treat you like you're unattractive yeah yeah that's not a ridiculous thing to want like i want my friends to if we go out i want them to post pictures of me on the ground i want my friends to repost pictures of me looking cute i want my friends to think i'm pretty and for too long i've been friends with people who didn't think i was pretty Mm -hmm. didn't fit their aesthetic and having like being friends with someone who thinks you're ugly yeah will ruin your Mm self-esteem and how they treat you and how differently they treat you from your other friends but you know what i am a loser i still want to make friends really yeah i mean i have everything i feel that i need Mm -hmm. i have you i have good friends i have people i know i can rely on Mm then if i had to like cross a desert for me Mm-hmm. They would, but I want to make meet new people. You see, I said want to meet new people, I but I don't necessarily want to make friends. Mm. Like, I want to have people that I know. Okay, if, if I want to do this kind of thing, they'll be down for this, for that. But like, as for making friends, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really, I'm not open to that. Like, I feel, I feel as if I've made my friendship with you is like so deep and we connect on so many levels that I didn't even realize for a while. And then I just know that friendship to me, the basis, God, I don't know how to say this. My English. Um, this is a small spice, safe spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I want to I wanna word it yeah, correctly. correctly. My um, criteria for friendship has been met and has gone like, you being being friends with you has taught me that my expectations of friendships are so high now that I really don't want to be friends with anyone. Like, <laughs> I just know that, okay, I mean, if I meet the next person, I know we're not going to be friends. We're going to be people who know each other and we hang out with one another and we get along. But as for friends, yeah, the expectations are too high and I feel like it'll be a while before someone else meets those expectations. Yeah, so... I wouldn't necessarily say I want to make friends, but I want to. I meet want to meet people. new people. I want to interact with different. I want people. to expand my network. Yes. I want to expand my connection. Yes. And th- 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 I wanna. I feel like I have a community, mm. but I want to have network. I want to have connection. I want to yes. know people. Yes. Yes. And I think I, I feel so like I feel so blessed that you brought that up. That like friendship and connection like those things are different and it's very, very easy different. to, to very different to conflate the yes, two. yes 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 but yeah i want connections and if those connections turn into friendship then that's fine that's actually cool um but yeah i i i've always thought myself as someone very difficult to digest mm-hmm. oh same oh my god same <laughs> like what? i'm not a digestive biscuit yeah i'm like you a rice like- cracker <laughs> Maybe in portions. Like very small portions. Very small portions. Very small portions. Mm. And um, I'm constantly worried about overwhelming new people in my yes. life. Yes, yes, hundred percent. And something I realized about myself is that I am not a low maintenance friend. No, no, you're not. <laughs> Trust I me. I am not a low maintenance, maintenance friend. friend. Yeah. I love to talk. I love to speak. I love to get drinks i love to meet up i love to come to your house and nap in your bed yeah yeah yeah. you know i'm not a low maintenance friend and i thought i was a low maintenance friend 
Yeah, because you befriended two low-maintenance people. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I require quite a bit. Yeah. And at first, I thought that was a bad thing. Yeah. But then I realized I that I give quite that. a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to give quite a lot of myself to the people I love. Yeah. And I'm blessed to have people who are willing to give quite a bit of themselves, even when... It's a bit uncomfortable and it's a bit much. Overwhelming. And they would rather that's, that's the word. Overwhelming. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And they would rather cuddle up in bed alone. Mm. But there's Lulu <laughs> watching Disney Plus on their laptop or on their iPad instead of going to her house. Yeah. No. Um, that's I I I think that's very funny because imagine a low maintenance friend befriending a very high maintenance friend. It's like hmm. It's like, I don't know. How do we make it work considering that I'm very much a, hey. Compromise and communication. <laughs> Compromise and, and communication. communication. Yeah, no. Yeah, as she says, she's not a low-maintenance friend. And I happen to be a low-maintenance friend. Like, I, I trust and I believe that you care about me. And you don't need to keep communicating the same thing over and over. You can just, like, I just know. And that there will be times when I know that, oh, like the minute it changes, the dynamic in our friendship changes, then I'll know. But the way I'm so confident in our friendship is like, okay, cool. I know I'm killing her when I'm not so, when we don't text for two weeks, she is over there like, yeah, <laughs> oh my days. And I'm like, well, I know she cares for me. I know she alive. I know she's good. And it's funny because it's changed from what it used to be where does she not like me anymore? Or mm. does she hate me? And to like a, damn, I kind of miss her. Yeah. It, it's gone from insecurity to I'm so secure in this relationship, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not low maintenance. You know, mm. I, I need. You know what I mean? That's why we go out. <laughs> and that's why we get Starbucks. Yeah. Even when we're both very broke. Yeah. I'm like, mm. Well, we have to do something. We have to, we do, have something. to do something. And what else in our twenties? Romance. Wow. <laughs> Romance. <laughs> I'm sorry to change it so abruptly, but I mean, ooh, we waff- we've waffled about our friendship. About right? our friendship so much. Um, what else in our twenties? But okay, what what I think you should take from us talking about our twenties in our friendship is that it's taken a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We don't speak publicly and openly about like how much work it's taken for us to get to the point that we are at now. Mm-hmm. But this was not an easy journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I sound like I sound like one of those people who cheated on their partner. Yeah, it was not an easy journey. <laughs> yeah. but, but we're here together. But now. we're here together now. But it, <laughs> it wasn't an easy journey. Like it, it took a lot of compromise and work on both of our parts mm-hmm. to get to the point where our friendship is secure and and works well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's work it's compromises communication it's mm-hmm. contact it's it's a lot yeah. but let's speak about romance Yo. my first words about romance are it's not about listening to this harry nobody no. wants me <laughs> um lulu and i planned out the way we would like the way romance would play out this year we planned it out to a tea in december last year at my house in my bedroom no, we it was it no, wasn't, it was in December. No, for you it was in December, but for me it was in January when I was single. Oh. Long I forget I was in a relationship. Yeah, I, like I, don't, I don't like that person. <laughs> It'd be like that. But anyway, 
Y'all, we planned it out with he. We landed in Cape Town. We were like energized. We were like ready. Hey? When did we go? We landed in Cape Town. Did we go out like that same week or the mm-hmm. following week? We actually didn't go out until until the week before my birthday. Really? We the were... week before my brother's birthday. We went yes. out the week before my brother's yes, birthday. Yes, yes, yes. So we landed. We were like. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is how romance is gonna play out in our lives. We're gonna go out, we're gonna match. We're gonna meet people. Oh, the yeah. first night, we were successful. Okay? <laughs> we met we met an arch- an architect, we met an architecture. <laughs> we met. Yeah. I and they were macking, but we had baggage with us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh-uh. There's something so interesting about going out with conventionally attractive women and how they yeah. act when women they think are oh, not attractive. How did I forget about get, that? Get attention. But it was so funny because like we actually had to develop personalities. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm joking. But like truly, um, it's so weird watching conventionally attractive women watch conventionally unattractive women get attention or women yeah. they don't think are attractive as them because mm-hmm. you know you're a beautiful beautiful girl and, and let's and <laughs> scratch that she's not telling the truth innit you know what <laughs> if you think I'm lying go onto my Instagram no don't go and go Instagram. onto my highlights and go onto the ones uh, tagged my people you'll see exactly what but I'm talking about but you won't even know who's who no they will know trust me they will they know. will know how will they know they will. There's no, a song. There's a song and there's a picture. Oh god. They will know. You probably put like a corny song about being it's best, best friends. Friend. I knew it. My friend. You're so corny. I'm oh. a corny, corny yeah, lover girl. If I could make Lunga and I match outfits, Love I would. No. <laughs> you would be taking Lunga out the way. You'd be doing a lot. But you know, anyway, so yeah. we go out for the first time and it's my first time out properly in Cape Town. Yeah. You know, with someone I trust, I can drink, I can have fun. But I wasn't drinking at the time because of other uh problems. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we're out for the first time and we're getting attention. And I'm just it's like, actually a shock to I'm me. I'm just like, whoa. And not in that way. But Are I we being like, pranked? Are we, is this punked? Is this punked? Um, and then we go up. So we're getting quite a bit of attention and things are just, things are interesting for us. Things are new for us because we come from a small town. Yeah. People are racist. Mm. They are weird. Mm. And we are also not the most liked people in our, in our year group. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, then we go out the next weekend and it's the weekend of my birthday. It's my, it was my fake birthday because I couldn't go out on my actual birthday. I yeah. had school. Yeah, cool. um, and we meet this like hot, hot. Oh. <laughs> we meet this Girl. hot, hot, hot man. Don't get me and started. I'm so oh. used to like, if someone's attracted to my friend they don't even see me as a human being mm-hmm. yep. we passed him like a hot potato but that's hot not the point potato, hot potato. <laughs> that's not the point the point is for the first time wow. ever we're in these spaces and we realize we're attractive mm-hmm. so we immediately assumed they after romance would follow yep I haven't been kissed in so long. My <laughs> lips think I'm dead. All of them. No, All my lips. Honest. I haven't kissed them longer than you. 
Before I was kissed in August, long, I was last kissed in March. Imagine between March and August. I've been kissed since March. It's like October now. Okay, but in March to feet. No! <laughs> Think about this. March to October? Okay, okay. We, we, it's not a competition. It is now. It's not. I, I've decided so to make it a competition. What are we learning in our 20s? We're learning that you can kiss recently and I haven't. No, but like, my problem is... No. Okay, no, we'll talk about it no. pri- we'll no. privately. <laughs> Y'all, we'll talk about it. Actually, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it in the podcast. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Another day. Another day. Yeah, okay. Let's continue. Yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> we are tipsy. <laughs> um, but basically, we assumed romance would follow. And what I learned was that I have not l- healed from anything that happened in my teens. And I have definitely not healed from the things that happened in my relationship. So... You know how I give out this like PSA that like I do not think my my ex is a bad person. I do not think Lunga does not agree. Um, but a lot of things happened in that relationship where they made me feel undesirable and they made me feel like I was not worthy. And it's small things, but it's well, it's not really that small, but it's things that happen that now I look back on and I'm like. The biggest thing I learned from romance, let me say this, the biggest thing I learned from romance between 20 and 21 was that I thought I was too smart to end up in a situation where the other person treated me like shit. Yay! I thought I was too smart. I thought I was too well-versed. Mm-hmm. I'm a gender studies major. Mm-hmm. I read about abuse. I know abuse. I know, well, I know abuse inside out. And I'm not saying abuse happened, but I'm saying I knew how to look for the signs of anything toxic or anything yeah. unwell. Mm-hmm. And I sat there. And those signs of anything unwell and, and toxic those signs weren't of anything as obvious. Weren't as obvious. And they felt deserved yeah. more than anything, you know? Yeah. And mm. it's coming into a space where your own partner lets other people treat you as undesirable. And your own partner treats you as undesirable. Mm. And you treat it as nothing more than someone to have sex with. Mm. And that's what I had internalized, right? For mm. my in my in, in my 18 19 20 that's what i internalized that the i used to think that i'm, I'm not pretty so it, at least it's my personality and then with them i was like oh it's not even my personality it's just that i'm really good at having sex but mm. i'm really good person to have sex with but now i st- i have to take a step back and think the whole reason things went on for so long was because i thought i was too smart I thought I was too smart, too well-versed. It wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. Where I would be with someone who didn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Well, Sati, it would. It happens to you. And you're shocked. But I think that's the biggest thing I've learned about romance is that you think, you think you're clever. You think you're better than the system. And you're not. Mm-hmm. And what you're have not. I learned in romance? Yeah. Um, I haven't had any, I don't know. I feel like I've always had this idea that you meet someone, you talk, you guys like each other's vibe and then you just start dating and you're in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I I always felt it was that linear. And then this year, there's so many things that just like, or so many people that I met and it was like, oh, we enjoy each other's vibe. We enjoy talking to each other. 
and then nothing came from it. Yeah. And having so many of those experiences of nothing coming from it has made me like doubt myself as a person. Mm. Like, am I like only enjoyable at certain times and small doses? Like, do people only like me for certain things? Ugh, why do I sound like a pretty people problems? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so pretty. Yeah, everyone wants me, but no one wants to like be with me. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it in that manner. I just feel like um, people that I, I thought I liked, well, I actually did like. It's not thought I did. Mm. It just, it just also realizing that. Liking people's not enough. Liking That's another people thing. is liking not, people's not enough. enough. Guys, I like you, but at the same time, realize that it's just, it won't keep things. We're not compatible. We're not compatible. I don't like you as a person. I really don't. Would I have sex with you? Yes, yeah. No. But I don't like I you don't like as a person. What? Yeah. And I think also something else we've learned is that, like, we've had to let go of a lot of guilt. I know I've spoken about this before that like there's so much guilt in going outside of your race, dating people outside of your race, whether they Asian. Oh, I still have that guilt. Yeah. I don't know what you mean, let go. I still but I'm saying have that's that what guilt. I, we've been trying to learn. What? Letting go of that guilt. I feel guilty because like I have my own reasons why I was like, you know what, I'm like these people are not attracted to me, so I'm stepping back. And yeah. that was specifically black men, right? Mm-hmm. Black men. I was just like, at this point. Why am I fighting for a title? Like, you know? So let me take a step back. And I took a step back and I said, I'm going to allow myself to date whoever comes at me. Yeah. Mm, it was a male race. I was just like, no. <laughs> take a step back. Take a step back. Buddy. And there was a lot of guilt associated yeah. with that, right? Yeah, I still have that guilt. And I still have that guilt. I, I feel so guilty. Lot. Me too. Because why? 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 Why am I not good enough for all, all of the people in my own racial group? In romance? This year what I've learned is that, like, guys, ew. I actually feel like I haven't learned anything. <laughs> I feel like there hasn't been a lesson. All I've learned is that everything... Okay, no, you're, you're forgetting something very important. What? Things that happened in our teens are still affecting how we look at romance in a horrible, horrible way. What happened in my teens? You know, it's the way I was living outside my body for my teens. So yeah. I don't remember a lot of things. You know, looking at our experiences with a certain person. Are you talking about like when it was 15? No, but that one also, but like, I feel Which like that's not my story. So, okay, wait, we're taking a quick intermission. We're back. Yeah, <laughs> that was a quick intermission. It took like three seconds. And honestly, oh yes, romance. Listen, I came to Cape Town, right? And I had this idea of how things go. Like, I thought it was going to be linear. I said this before, it's going to be linear. You meet people, you get along, you guys like each other, and you start dating, your relationship, all that shit. Whatever. I never realized that people can reciprocate feelings. Like, I always thought I was going to be the one to... I knew. Yes. <laughs> I always thought I was going to be the one pining for someone. Like, I liked someone, and that someone liked me back. And I was very confused because that has never happened before. I'm so used to do that. I bro, <laughs> I'm so used to pining. And not even just small, small no. A good three, four years of pining over one person. No. 
She can pine. I can pine. I can ew. And when someone actually liked me back, the same person I liked liked me back, I was gone. I, I didn't understand. I was like, you wanted me. And unfortunately, this person was a dickhead. But. Dickhead. But. They were a dickhead, hey? Yeah. She's not just saying that. They were a dickhead. What an asshole. And like, I don't know. It was just like a lot to process that someone that I like could actually like me back. I don't think that happened. I only thought that happened in the movies and for other people. I didn't think I'd ever be the kind of person or the person, not the kind of, but more like the person that gets their feelings reciprocated. It was such an odd experience. Odd experience. And you know what? <laughs> this is the one thing I can say that like, we're so connected on that. I don't feel that anyone I've ever been attracted to has ever been attracted, attracted to, to me. Yo! And ah! it's so difficult because I want to ask. I want to be like, hey, are you attracted to me? Yeah. But then they're like, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. And regret over rejection, nigga. Like, I'd rather not know. I'd rather, I'd rather be thinking, I wish I knew. Yes, yes. Then why don't you love yes, me? Yes, yes, And um, this idea that I'm not attractive and I'm not I'm not someone anyone would want to be around. Yes. And if I am someone we want to be around, it's in the dark and for sex. And for sex. And then you like dip. Yes. And having people be like, nah, I want to get to know you. And I'm like, mm, what's the trick? Always I'm feeling waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was going to say, always feeling like the, the other shoe is going to drop. At some point, the other shoe is going to drop. And it will. I've always felt like it will. And, <laughs> and waiting for it to drop. And I, I feel like this has been like my most toxic trait. As soon as it doesn't drop, as soon as I think it's going to drop, I'm going to ghost you. <laughs> I'll ghost and be like, mm, this is the perfect time for you to fuck up. I'm ghost you. Why aren't you fucking up? Um, Whoa. And there are people in my life who... Okay. Okay, wait. Okay. But yeah, let's continue talking about romance. Then we're going to talk about sexuality. And Ooh, all that sexuality. Yeah, we need to talk but, about that. You know, exactly. romance has been a shit show. Is this going to continue or are we going to do a part two? Because aren't your podcast episodes like less than a certain amount of time? <laughs> she said, I have a question. Okay, okay, Bashali. So that was the beginning of part one. Um, I mean, the end of part one. Ooh, child. That was the end of part one. And I'm so excited to see you again next week to speak about sexuality. Finances. And other such cool things. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. Okay. It's taught.